This is Steven. And this is Tracy. And this is the Just the Two of Us podcast. on the following platforms Podbean, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Acast, Player FM, Google Play, and TuneIn. Just search Just the Two of Us Podcast. You can also follow us on social media on Facebook at Just the Two of Us Podcast or on Twitter at JTTOU Podcast. All right, welcome back, everyone. And it's been a long time. We should have left you without a <laughs> podcast to listen to. <laughs> yeah, so um, it's been a long time, and we apologize for that. But uh, we're coming back with a vengeance. We got some. Uh, <laughs> we got some good podcasts coming up. And first off, uh, we're starting off with a review of Master of None season two. That's the Aziz Ansari show that he co-created with. Uh, Alan Yang, one of the writers from Parks and Rec. And um, I guess we just figured we'd just do like a, a, a short little recap slash review of all the episodes of season two because there's only 10 of them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we kind of did a mini binge watch of these. Mm-hmm. So we it's fresh in our mind. I think we did it in like, what, two sessions? Two days, yeah. Yeah, yeah two different sessions that mm-hmm. we watched the show. Um, so, I don't know, how do you want to start off? You want to start off? We're just going into the show, Tracy, or do you want to like do like a general recap first or we can do a general recap. How about that? All right. How about that? How about that? What did you think? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I see how this works. Okay. What did I think? I mean, overall, in general, I thought it was really good. Um, It was another successful season. Um, Yeah. I thought it was very well done. Okay, I agree. I thought it was a very good season. Um, I thought it was even better than the first season. Uh, It was, it really advanced uh, the narrative, advanced, you know, uh, Aziz Ansari's character's story, Dev, advanced uh, what's going on with him and his life and Mm -hmm. his relationship and dating and friendships and family Mm -hmm. relationships. Uh, Very good season, very diverse. It was all over the place in the sense of storytelling, mm-hmm. but more so, not in a bad way, more so it just gave a lot of different people opportunities to shine and different stories to shine. So mm-hmm. I really, really enjoyed it a lot. I agree. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, well, let's start off going um, episode by episode, starting with the first sure. episode of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first episode... Uh, was titled The Thief. The Thief, right. And when, when we left off with Dev last time, he had broken up with Rachel, who was going to Japan, mm-hmm. uh, his girlfriend. And, you know, he's you weren't sure what he was going to do at the end of the season because, you know, he she he was thinking he should go follow her to Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, but also he mentioned lots of times that he kind of, like, loves Italian food. He wanted to learn how to make pasta. And then the season finale of season one, you see him on a plane. He's like, oh, no, he's going to go to Japan. Mm-hmm. But it turns out he was actually going to Italy mm-hmm. to learn how to make pasta. So this season picks off picks up uh, a few months after that moment where he's actually in Italy. Right. He's working uh, in 
as an apprentice in like a pasta <laughs> shop owned by an old Italian woman mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> and her uh, granddaughter. Right. Yeah. And uh, this little boy there. I don't know. I know. Who's I, that little boy? I don't know who the little boy is. Yeah, it's, 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 and, it wasn't really clear. Yeah, so Dev is there, and he's, you know, kind of struggling with dealing with Rachel because he's kind of texting Rachel and emailing, and, you know, he's, they're not together, but he still kind of has that connection, and then, like, he, you know, meets a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he meets this black woman who, uh, you know, serendipitously, remember <laughs> that, that, that word, I know, that's a lot of words. <laughs> Why'd you choose that word? <laughs> because it was, it was the most appropriate word to describe the situation, <laughs> but that was like an SAT word, so I, it wasn't really good for me. <laughs> But anyway, he met her and, like, hit it off and, you know, made plans to meet up with her later that weekend because she was staying in a nearby town. And, you know, they were going to text each other. But as he was saying goodbye to her, a guy steals his phone. Right. And then the rest of the episode was about <laughs> him, Dev, and the little boy trying to, like, recover <laughs> this phone. Uh, what did you think about that episode? Um, I was just thinking just immediately about the little boy Mario. He's so funny and he's like, I'm a little boy. Like he kept <laughs> crying like in a, in Italian, I'm a little boy, like soy bambino. Like every time like Deb wanted him to do something, like it was just so funny. But um good episode. Uh very interesting. Um I don't know, like it was just really um well done. Like every episode to me, the writing it just really stands out. And so I just thought it was uh, very well written. And um, yeah, I just, I just thought like this episode in particular, Mario is like so funny. He's just like the funniest little boy. And well, just, uh, just not the will actually you, but according to IMDB, his name was Mateo. Was it? I kept thinking they said Mario. I thought it was Mario. That might be a mystery. Okay, maybe, okay, maybe it's Mario. Yeah, okay. I think, yeah, it's Mario. You're right. Yeah, they don't say it, um, what I'm reading. Yeah, it's, it's Mario. They didn't even mention his name in here, but uh, yeah, I was pretty sure they kept calling him Mario. Um, but yeah, I thought um, like the situations that Dev gets himself in are just always um, fascinating because it's it's obviously like, you know, this is a fictitious story, blah, blah, blah. But yet somehow they seem real. Like, yeah, this the stories each each episode is just something um, with Deb. It just seems like it could really happen in real life. And the way that the stories progress in each in each episode just always make me think like, wow, like, what would I do if, that were me, you know, like the situations he kind of gets himself in. Yeah. So with this girl that he meets, Sarah, um, you know, would I be so nice and friendly to be like, you know, if I see this stranger and and basically the situation is they're trying to get, well, he has a reservation for this really, I guess, great restaurant and the restaurant doesn't have her reservation. And so in a nutshell, he invites her to sit at his table. It's just him. And he, you know, got this reservation for his birthday and, you know, so she, he overhears everything and he actually helps translate because um, he now speaks Italian and everything. And so he translates and realizes that they've lost a re- reservation or didn't have it in the first place. And she's bummed out and he invites her to sit at a table. And I thought that was really nice. And I was like, would I do that? <laughs> like for somebody. So like these situations that he gets himself in to always make me think like, what would I do if I were dead? You mm-hmm. know, and you see that throughout the re- like various situations 
you know, you see that throughout the the season. But yeah, in that particular this particular episode, um, yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was a great episode and really really interesting. Yeah, it was really funny. Out. It was it was great because it was like the whole episode was in black and white, so it had it was like a throwback. Right. You know, like a, a a European movie from like the fifties or sixties, mm-hmm. uh, and I believe like it was inspired by this uh, like Italian movie called The Bicycle Thief. Oh, okay. uh, that's what I've read, and okay. yeah, it was funny because like you know the little boy Mario, he was funny because like you know he was always like clowning Dev, you know he was kind of like making fun of him, and then also right. he was you know he was like I'm a little boy, I can't, I don't like. He was at one point he's like, don't you want to go on vacation or something? He's like, I'm a little boy, I don't go on vacation. I don't vacation, right? <laughs> <laughs> it was funny and yeah so the whole episode is him trying to find this phone and then like you know he asks um you know his uh the friend the woman uh francesca to help him uh you know translate to find a policeman and the long story short is he couldn't find they, they couldn't look lo- oh actually they did locate the guy i forgot they located yeah, they the, guy, the guy and but they searched his house <laughs> as apartment and, and he didn't have the phone and he says i didn't steal any phone even though it was clearly him and uh, bottom line is you know dev was missed out on on meeting this woman you know meeting this woman for a second time because they had great chemistry you know he and and it probably and he has no other way of contacting her right. and the thing is it made him you know, he probably felt like, oh no, she probably thinks I'm a jerk and right. like, just blew her off right. and and you know never never before the scene again. And it's mm-hmm. kind of funny because like it's it's kind of like what what you would think would happen in real life, you know, yeah. misconnections type thing. It wasn't like a fairy tale, you know, television or movie ending. It was like, of course, he found a way to contact her and they lived happily happily ever after. Like in real life, it's like, yo, like he, he lost the number. He, he, lo- he lost the number and couldn't reach this girl, and it's like crap. <laughs> that, was it. that sucked. <laughs> Uh, but it was really good. I mean, it was a nice, a really good episode because it was like a kind of a departure from what the previous season was in the mm-hmm. sense that he w- was in Italy and he was speaking Italian much of the much of the episode. Because uh, in real life, Aziz and Sorry went to Italy and you know stayed there for a few months, learning how to make pasta, took a crash course on on Italian, so he's kind of like conversing in Italian. So mm-hmm. um, it was it was pretty good. <laughs> right, I, I really liked it. I started thinking again about how like when he he kind of yells at people in Italian when he doesn't speak Italian well. Like I don't know, I don't speak Italian that well. Like <laughs> it's, yeah, so like, it's so funny. <laughs> Yeah, so that was the first episode. Um, yeah. And by the way, just to, as a ad note, um, the woman who played uh, Sarah is uh, Clara Hope Ashley, and she was actually plays the wife on Shots Fired of of the cop who was uh, you know accused of uh, you know misconduct, the shooting of an unarmed like suspect. Mm-hmm. So she's like getting that work. So um, mm-hmm. good for her. I did, completely did not recognize her at all. And one more thing, I forgot to add. Sorry, okay. just you know, stream consciousness thing going here. Francesca's uh, fiance mm-hmm. Pino. Pino. He's the guy who's also friends with Dev, and they were just hanging out in, in Italy. Uh, that guy, and, and I just figured it out a second ago. I just I knew, kept knowing he, he looks familiar to me. I was like, this mm-hmm. guy looks familiar. Mm-hmm. He was the bad guy in John Wick 2. Oh. <laughs> he was like the main bad guy gangster in John Wick 2. Mm. It was an Italian okay. act, uh, actor named Ricardo Scamarchio. So I kept looking at him like, dude, that dude looks so familiar. Mm. So, yeah, so there's that. There's that. <laughs> um, the next episode uh, going ahead was... Lenose. Yeah, La Noce. And that episode, 
um, brings uh, Dev's friend Arnold to Italy. Um, he's going to hang out with Dev for a few more days uh, before Dev like goes back to New York. And also go to a wedding of his, one of his ex-girlfriends. Uh, Arnold's going to go to a wedding of one of his ex-girlfriends and takes Dev with them. And it's kind of funny episode because um, they, they got into different hijinks. Like they rented this tiny little car <laughs> that they had to drive through like the streets of uh, of Italy and Modena, uh, Italy. And then they got stuck in like a little alleyway. Then they had to climb out of the car, out of the roof of the car to get out. <laughs> and then you know Arnold, like played by Eric Wareheim, uh, is a pretty big dude. Like he's a tall fella, and yeah. it's just comical you know, visual gag of seeing him in this tiny little car and then having to climb out of it. And the whole premise of the episode was pretty much Arnold, like, you know, being upset <laughs> that his ex is getting married. They they were together for 11 years, supposedly. But, mm-hmm. I mean, when you look at that woman, she was not that old to have been in a relationship 11 years with this guy. <laughs> and she basically, essentially, was like marrying a guy who looked just like Arnold. <laughs> Except he was like shorter. <laughs> he looked just so like our, funny. he was just a dorky white guy with like a beard and glasses, and he looked just like Arnold. And and that was, I guess was in add insult to injury to Arnold, thinking, "Oh my goodness, like my ex is getting married to a guy who looks just like me." So that episode was about you know you know Arnold dealing with that situation and mm-hmm. trying not to make a scene <laughs> at the wedding. Yeah. Um, I thought it was funny. You know, it was another funny episode. It was nice to see like Arnold back again, kind of like mm-hmm. you know, bring someone from Dev's old world of uh, New York into this new world of Italy, and right. And, and it was just a funny, just the situation of him having to, you know, going to the wedding of one of his exes, right? <laughs> who happened to be a, a black woman. So that's two episodes in a row that had like black women in featured roles, mm-hmm. which was like kind of awesome. Awesome. And yeah, I, I, I thought it was a, a funny episode. And the woman who played Arnold's ex was Sierra Renee, who was on um, Legends of Tomorrow, playing Hawk Girl, and all those mm. CW like superhero shows. Okay, awesome. Yeah, I mean, I don't have much to say about this episode. I mean, it was very funny. Um, again, you know, like I said, like I'll keep saying, everything was well done. Um, the parts where, you know, you had Dev kind of going back to his thoughts about Rachel and, um, his feelings and, and texting her and, you know, those are, again, you know, these real life kind of moments that, you know, he, he puts into, you know, every, uh, episode and it's just, and it's frustrating because as an audience, you're sitting there like, man, you need to move on from this girl. Right. Like, you know, even though they didn't, I mean, I, from what I remember, I mean, they didn't really have a bad breakup. I mean, it was kind of like, okay, we're just going to go our own separate ways. Right. I mean, I remember they were um, fighting at some point last, uh, in the last season, the first season, like where they were just, you know, not getting along because they had moved in together. And yeah, but I think by the time they actually broke up, I don't think it was like a nasty breakup. So, I mean, I kind of get the, the reason why he feels like, okay, well, I'm just going to, like, it's no big deal to connect to her because it wasn't like, you know, they left it where they were like, oh, I hate you. I hate you kind of situation. Yeah, it was, like they, 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 it was kind of like they they separated and they're not together, but they're still kind of friendly. And then yeah. it's that awkward kind of like. Yeah. Kinda, so, yeah, it was kind of like that. And, and then I didn't mind that he was texting her. But at the same time, you're still kind of like, just move on, Dev. But, you know. He's texting her back and forth and he's, you know, thinking like, man, you know, because he's lonely, you know, and he, you know, expressed that to Arnold that he's lonely and, you know, 
hard to date anybody and yeah. uh, in Italy and all that stuff. So, you know, that that was, you know, one of those real moments again um, in the episode that I that although frustrating, <laughs> a little bit of frustrating, not too frustrating, but it was frustrating in the sense that you want him to move on. But it was like, okay, I, you know, that's we've, real life. We've that's, all been like, there we've all where been we've had there. A, an ex that we broke up with and like we you know, as long as it's not a bad breakup, if it was one of those kind of like grown apart breakups, right. you still feel attached to them and you right. kind of like, uh, mm. you kind of talking to them <laughs> and it's like, right. you know, you're emailing back and forth and texting I think or whatever. she started texting him, right? She yeah. sent him something. Like his birthday. Birthday, yeah. Yeah, like and happy so birthday. It was, yeah, it's kind of like one of those situations. So it's like, we've all been there and, you know, so you, you, you know, you can relate. It's very relatable. But, yeah. yeah, and then another thing at the end of this episode, uh, you know, <laughs> he he goes back to Dev goes back to New York, and he his he finds out his agent got him a gig as hosting <laughs> of the new uh, food competition show called Clash of the Cupcakes on the Food TV channel, <laughs> which obviously is a play on the Food Network channel and all those cupcake, cupcake wars, wars and basically. all those shows they have. It's hilarious. So it's finally <laughs> finally like Dev has like a, a real gig as opposed to being the. Um, you know, the, the, str- the struggling Indian guy right. who's like getting a commercial here or there. He right. actually got like a real like paying job hosting a, a television show, which is cool. Right. All right. Um, cool. So we move into the third episode and this one's titled Religion. Um, what did you think about this episode? Well, this episode, just to give a quick re- a recap of it, was about um, Dev's aunt and uncle and cousin uh, are visiting his family and they're a devout Muslim family, and his family not so much. <laughs> like Dev, mm-hmm. like loves like eating like pork, you know, mm-hmm. bacon and barbecue. So his his father <laughs> like begs Dev to like kind of play off and act like they're more devout than they actually are. Like mm-hmm. talk about they go to temple and they pray five times a day, even though Dev's like, yo, we're in, we're not that devout, especially not me. I'm not that devout. Mm-hmm. So the the episode was pretty much like revolved around you know his family. Uh, and 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 the role of religion plays in his family and and his cousin and his aunt and uncle and how you know, how that like how it's kind of different for some of the people of the younger generation when it comes to like some you know observing re- religious mm-hmm. uh religion you know really devoutly because mm-hmm. uh, that's you know his cousin was this you know. Basically, I guess he he turned his cousin out in a way because like he took him <laughs> to the barbecue festival at Smorgasburg in in Williamsburg, uh, Brooklyn, and like introduced him to like pork ribs and all his kinds of stuff. Like, oh my god, this is so delicious! <laughs> yeah. it's so funny. Or he took him to a restaurant first, uh, and they had pork, and then he like skipped um, prayer and went to the festival. Which right. Is so Funny and, yeah, and he's like thought he saw his dad. Dev thought he saw his, his cousin's father. father and they yeah. were like hide him. <laughs> and it really takes like a dark turn because you know basically Dev told his parents like, "Hey, I'm not religious," and his mother became very upset, mm-hmm. and you know she didn't want to speak to him. And then a few weeks later, Dev's father spoke to Dev and told him basically like, you know, they raised him to be Muslim, but you know his rejection of his uh, religion like made his mother feel like a failure, mm-hmm. you know? So the same night, uh, Dev re- reads a copy of the Quran that his mother gave him as a child, and then he sends her a text, you know, about, you know, referencing a, a verse from the Quran, and they both kind of like, you know, make up in a sense of, you know, how they, they make up, you mm-hmm. know, whatever fight they had and kind of grow into some kind of acceptance of how they, each other views, you know, 
religion and spirituality and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, and it was a really good episode. I mean, it was funny. It took like a you know serious issue and and and, mm-hmm. and made it you know hilarious. And, yeah. And funny, and yeah, he's really good at doing that. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, it was a really good episode. Yeah, and it was cool because this episode he wrote with his brother. Yeah, which is yeah, it allowed them since they grew up in the same house and they might have similar feelings about you know growing up in a, in a Muslim house and and so they were definitely able to put in their you know put their perspective on on, on the subject and you mm-hmm. know being you know you know, South Asian Muslim kids growing up in South Carolina, like barbecue, one of the barbecue capitals of the world and Mm -hmm. all this great food and stuff and, Mm -hmm. you know, trying to deal with that. And in case anybody forgot, I mean, these are his real parents on the show. I don't know if people, like, I think, because at one point I kind of got into it so much where I was like, oh, you know, I forgot these are his real parents on the show. Yeah, and it's so funny. (laughs) Like, they're like, and I said this on Facebook, like, they're like the worst actors (laughs) They're so astonishingly bad at acting, but they're adorable. But you it's know? so funny. It's though, so yeah. funny. It's like they're bad, but it's like it's it's great that they're bad. Like it, yeah. it makes it so more enjoyable and how I, bad they are. And I think that's what makes me forget that they're his parents. For so I know that's really odd, but like I don't know. There's something about it that like the way they act, it takes me out. Like it just makes me forget that they're his actual parents. And his father is hilarious with that. Hey, man. Hey, man. Man. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, it's so funny because, like, you can tell, like, they're struggling to, like, you know, just remember all the lines. Right. And, and his mother, especially, like, she's really, like, monotone in her delivery. Right. And it's just so funny. But it's funny and it's cute that it's, like, yeah. you know, he's got his parents. and I know. I love it. It's, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. So... Um, okay. The next episode was episode four, and this was first date. Like, I really liked this episode. It was really good. Like, Dev, he's back in New York. Yeah, this was a good episode. And he yeah. went on, like, uh, various dates with it's women. Like 50 first dates. Right. It's like, using, all these first dates. Yeah. Using these, this, pop, this dating app to, like, <laughs> to, to go out on different dates with women. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, just think of Tinder. I mean, you kind of, like, swipe left, swipe right, whatever, if you right. find, some, find a match. And it's really good. I mean, this episode had, like... You know, it had a, like a cameo from Condola Rashad. Mm-hmm. You know, another black woman in there. Mm-hmm. Um, Grace Parra was in it. Yeah. You know, um, from the, the, the nightly, nightly show. show. Wrong show. Um, <laughs> nightly show. And what was? Remember, like, they didn't make a joke in this episode. I thought it was funny. Um, like uh, Todd said something about. Uh, like he's on the on the dating app, like Tall Boys or something like that. Oh, <laughs> it was some kind Arnold. of Arnold. Arnold. I want to call him Tom. Tom. I don't know. Why I, I was Tom. like, who? Yeah, who the, who the heck is Tom? Yeah, Arnold said, like, what was it called? Like Tall Tall, tall Boys. boys. <laughs> that was so funny. But yeah. he finally, you know, gets, he thinks he's get, get some good match with a woman named Priya. Right. Uh, another South Asian woman, and you know they have a. Uh, oh wait a minute! Uh, before we get to that, I'm just looking at notes. One of the women he had sex with, like he had, he he had sex with one of the women they went on right. a date with, mm-hmm. and it was it was a it was a white woman. Right. And then like after like they had sex, he's laying in bed, and he looks over and on her on her. It dress- was before they had sex. She asked him to get a condom. Oh and the yeah, condom was before. inside this yeah. big <laughs> Aunt Jemima yeah. jar. Yeah, it was a big Aunt Jemima, Jemima. you know, black face like figurine. figurine. And she had condoms there, and he looked at it like what, but. <laughs> He decides he still to still have sex with her. But then afterwards, he was like, hey, you know. What's up with that? <laughs> <laughs> but 
all that. Wait, I forgot what he said, which was I'm sure hilarious. But he was like, "Do you think this is like appropriate? appropriate? Like, you know, do you, do you have any?" He says, "Like, have you had any black people come over here? Like, have they seen this?" Right. And it was so funny because it's like she's like, "Wait, but you like still had sex with me?" And you, th-? and I was like, "But yeah. I'm thinking." <laughs> I would have done the same thing. You know what I'm <laughs> I mean, you're already in that situation. He's like, you know what? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Let's table this right there. We're gonna put a. We're gonna. We're gonna put a pin in this one. Let's take care of this business, and then we'll have this discussion of why she got this Aunt Jemima condom dispenser sitting on the counter. I think I would have needed to know what was up with that first. I would. I. I don't know if I would have been able to. Like, but that was so that funny. Just really caught me. And then she guard. was like so like surprised that like he found that offensive. She was like, "Really? Like you don't realize how offensive this is?" Like she just had she was completely she clueless. Had no idea. Which is just so funny because in real life, people have no idea. Right. And when they, I'm talking about people, <laughs> I do mean white people. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I mean, yeah. that was really fun. That was probably the funniest part of that episode. And then, yeah. And I, I just wanted to add that he met like a, a you know South Asian woman. And they seemed to hit it off really well. Like mm-hmm. they made up, made up, made up, make made out. Yeah. <laughs> made out in the back of the cab and, and everything. And she was from what show? What this actress was from? She was from The Good Place. The Good Place. She played the the real Eleanor. Yeah. If you the watch The Good Place on NBC. <laughs> Um, with Ted Danson and Kristen Bell, that show, um, which is a good show, and you should watch it if you haven't. Yeah, you should watch The Good Place. It's um, hilarious. But uh, yes, this actress Priya was is on that show. Yeah, so yeah, I, I really liked that the dating episode. Yeah, was really I liked funny. the way it played out because it was really interesting that he was taking them all to the same wine bar. He was saying the same, the same thing. It was like the same, same restaurant, restaurant, the same yeah. like rooftop drinks, drinks right? And, yeah, I think it was it. So the way they kept, you know, the way the episode just kept me. Were they, I mean, they, yeah, they edited it. Yeah, like you're, you've seen this if you're listening to this. Like the way they edited yeah, with the different conversations and switching everybody out was, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. It was really cool. Yeah, and, and just to let you guys know, since we didn't say it at the top of the hour, there will be spoilers. So <laughs> Too late. It's too late. I mean, if you if you haven't watched it, we already spoiled the first four episodes for you, but that, it's all good. Like, it wasn't <clears throat> wasn't that much like of a spoiler, really, since we're just giving yeah, a little... Yeah, we're just kind of like recapping, so... Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, we're going to move on to the dinner party, which is episode five. At dinner party, yeah, introduced... Uh, Bobby Cannavale as mm-hmm. Chef Jeff. He's the executive right. producer of, of Dev's show. Crash of the Cupcakes. Crash of the Cupcakes. Mm-hmm. And um and this episode, you know, on this episode of the show of Clash of the Cupcakes, Dev uh, invites the Jabberwockies to <laughs> they come and become guest judges on the episode of the show. So it's really funny, like having this Jabberwockies like um you know, Jabberwockies uh cameo and also Francesca comes to visit him. Mm-hmm. Um, in in New York, because her fiance Pino is like he um he's in business. He's like in New York on business. Like he's like yeah. a tile like yeah. manufacturer or something. So he's like yeah. drumming up business. So she's hanging out with Dev while, while Pino does that stuff. And and Chef Jeff invites Dev to come to his house for dinner. Right. Uh, and Chef Jeff is kind of like a celebrity chef. Just mm-hmm. think of like Bobby Flay kind of yeah. kind of guy. Um, he Dev takes Francesca. John Legend is there and, and gives an impromptu performance mm-hmm. <laughs> of, of a song at this little dinner party, <laughs> and it's really good because you get to see Francesca and Dev hang out together. And then as you see them hang out, you can see that 
there's some chemistry between them. And even mm-hmm. Chef Jeff sees it and comments to Dev, like, hey, you know, like, mm-hmm. you guys got something going on here. Right. And then Dev is like, nah, 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 she's in a relationship, yeah. you know, he's just trying to play it off. But he knows that he, like, has, you know, some feelings for her. Right. Yeah. This was a cool um, episode. I mean, it wasn't one of my favorite episodes. It was just kind of like, you know, whatever. Um, one of his friends, he runs into one of his friends at the party. Ravi. Ravi. And he was from the first, from season. The first season. He was like another South Asian actor. Who, uh, <laughs> he's the one who took one of like a, he took a stereotypical job that Deb right. didn't want to take. Right, right. So he's there. Um, yeah, this one, this episode, like I said, it was just an okay episode. It was random seeing John Legend in it. <laughs> I know, it's so random. But um, yeah, I mean, it was just, a, you know, it was okay. You know, it was entertaining. But, you know, I, it wasn't one of my favorite episodes. Yeah, but, yeah, it wasn't. But I, I do think it was important of, like, kind of establishing the relationship with him and Francesca and, like, how that's yeah. going to go. Because mm-hmm. you kind of had no idea what their status of the relationship was when they were in Italy. Because at first, when you first int- they introduced her, you thought maybe, oh, this is maybe someone he's kind of interested right. in. But then they showed her with Pino mm-hmm. and saying, oh, they're together. So it's kind of like, oh, so I guess they're not. They're just... Right, close friends, right. but then this allowed them to advance that relationship beyond the, yeah. the friend zone, at least from Dev's perspective, into like yeah. there might be something more there. Mm-hmm. And um, after that, the, the next episode is mm-hmm. titled New York I Love You, mm-hmm. and in this episode, uh, Aziz Ansari is barely in it. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and this is like a really good episode because it gives like a slice of life of like people in New York who usually don't get that shine in, in television shows. So it, it's, it's, you know, the the show is bookmarked with the with Dev Denise played by Lena Waithe and Arnold on their way to go see a movie called Death Castle, <laughs> and it's kind of like, I guess you could think of this sort of like if you're a Simpsons fan, twenty three short films about Springfield where they have. You know, like each story, like they the, goes from like character to character throughout the episode. Like one person, mm-hmm. you know, you, you have a little short story. Like one person's in a convenience store, mm-hmm. and then someone walks by, and then the camera follows them, and then there's a the, you follow their little story of what's going on with them. Then they go to another person, so it, right. the, the narrative jumps from person to person, mm-hmm. character to character. And this is kind of like the same way, mm-hmm. where it starts off with Dev, Denise, and Arnold going to see Death Castle, right. and as they're, you know, they're walking by. Like, there's a, you know, a doorman walks by them who's carrying, like, groceries for a woman into a building, and then it tells this doorman story of, <laughs> of you know, this doorman who, in New York, you know, a lot of the, the better buildings that for people who have money, they have doormen who mm-hmm. work the door, and they make sure no one gets in who's not supposed to get in, and they mm-hmm. kind of, like, are, you know, concierges or butlers for the rich yeah, people who basically. live there. Mm-hmm. And it kind of tells the story of the doorman who worked at this particular building and how there's, you know, you know, one guy is like cheating on his wife, so he asked the doorman to like let him know <laughs> if I was like the nerve of this. I guy. know, let him know when his wife was coming, but then like the doorman had to leave the desk because he had to go handle, he had to go water or feed, feed the birds, feed the another, birds of another tenant. Yeah. And while he was gone, the guy's wife came back, and then like it was a big brouhaha. She was like throwing his clothes out the window and stuff, and right. it was crazy. And it was it was really funny just watching <laughs> that, just because you could see the. The, the socioeconomic divide between oh, yeah. the people who lived in these buildings and mm-hmm. the different doormen. You right. know, they, they had, like, Latino doormen, black, black doormen, mm-hmm. other doormen who were, like, immigrants from other countries. Right. And it was like, and I was just thinking, watching this episode, like, dude, that is so New York. It's you so know, New- oh, after yeah. six years of it living in New York. quintessential New York. It was right quintessential there. New York. And that kind of stuff just brought me back, and I was like, ugh. 
<laughs> right. I don't like that at all. And Ugh. then that was like the kind of the first mini story. And then the second story is about like a deaf woman who works at the grocery, uh, at a convenience store. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, you know, talks about her and her husband. Like they go around shopping for like a... Uh, this is it? her boyfriend. Oh, is it a boyfriend? Fine. Yeah. Oh, okay. It doesn't... Oh, but she had a ring on. Oh, did she? Yeah. Oh, they had got... Yeah, that's right. They had gotten engaged. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so this is a really funny like little... Um, little story because like she's you know they're her and her boyfriend are both deaf, and then I guess she has a problem with their relationship in in the sexual realm. Mm-hmm. So they're in this store shopping for like a a wedding shower gift or something like that. Or I don't know I what don't kind know of what gift. They're, they're just shopping, whatever. I think it was a bride. I think it was like a bridal shower gift or something for some some friend. Anyway, but they're but they're sitting up there and they're having this conversation using sign language, <laughs> and they're talking about like sex, sex and, life. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, I want to, you know, and, I want you to do this to me. I want you to do that. And like, yeah. it's funny because like they're signing the entire time. Right. It's like completely. Silent, Silent, yes. Little vignette, and it's <laughs> you know the funny part is then this woman comes over and then like she's upset and then she starts signing to them like you should be ashamed of yourself. How can you have this conversation? My kids over there. Right. <laughs> and that was funny because what, like, oh, right. what, what are the chances? What are the chances there's another person in the store who can read sign language and mm-hmm. then is like offended that they're having this frank sexual conversation <laughs> in, the, yeah. in the store? Right. And it was so funny because like this easily could have been a story of. Without sign language, it could have been just people who were just talking aloud verbally, and then it could have played out the exact same way. But for whatever right. reason, the fact that they were, you know, they were signing and they were and they were deaf characters just made it that much better because it's you know it's a slice of the real world and 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 having them, you know, have this these types of conversations. Like, when is the last time you saw a uh, you know a television show where there was a you know person who was deaf, right. who was in the in the show for more than like thirty seconds, right. and whose name wasn't Marty Matlin? Yeah, you know? seriously. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I mean, like never, basically. Right, and it was like they, This could have. This would have felt, you know, part of this. This would have fit in any like television story, anything. I mean, it was mm-hmm. just like they were just normal people. Yeah, and I just like the way it normalized. You know, these deaf folks. It wasn't like, you know, just some gimmick or for some, you know, you know, gag purpose. It was like they mm-hmm. were just like regular people telling this story, and um. That was, yeah, let's not recap too much of it. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, we're going to like, but basically, I mean, this whole episode is just seeing the lives of other people that are in the city. Um, and I actually wanted to just jump in and say that this actually was not my favorite episode either. What? I actually, well, like, I because like you this, hate New York and it reminded no, you of New York. No, no, <laughs> the stories were fine. The episode itself was was really good, but but I didn't like this as part of like the overall like series I, I i sat there questioning kind of like why did he put this in because i started thinking like i would have liked to kind of see like arnold's story or just like anybody else that is like a part of dev's life so i didn't really enjoy this in terms of it being a part of this season, like I didn't enjoy it as being one of the because it stories. wasn't it wasn't a death centric episode. It wasn't no, about and, death. And like when you watch a, sh- I mean when you watch any show, like you don't typically see stuff like this in the sense that they do a story. I mean, unless a show has been on for like many many seasons, yeah, they like do you that. don't typically 
see this early in the in a series you know i mean it's just it was kind of out of left field for me and i kind of didn't understand where it was going but you know if you took this episode out as well as the next episode door number three which we'll talk i i both of these episodes i was kind of like i wish this these weren't in the series like i wish like they're good standalone stories, and yeah. if this was a short, a thirty-minute short film, it would have been wow, this is really good. But because it's yeah. part of a show, yeah, exactly, Master of None, where Dev is is the main character and it's yeah. about his love life and dating and yeah. relationships. Mm-hmm. Because it was that, that's why you didn't like. And it. we were going on that narrative, and I was kind of like, oh, well, that just kind of took me out of it. Okay, so because it was, it was out of place, but it was out of place, and I'm saying that it was bad. Like this whole episode was great. No, no, no. I know what you're saying, but like, I don't think it should have been. In my opinion, I don't think it should have been there. See, that's just what me. you just described is how people describe Parade. What's Parade? The album by Prince. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Soundtrack from the film Motion Picture Under the Cherry Moon, okay. and the song Kiss. Okay. Everyone loves Kiss. Kiss is a great song. You yeah. know, it's a great pop song. It's catchy. The guitar is an amazing song. But a lot of people feel like Kiss doesn't fit on the Parade soundtrack. Yeah. Because it doesn't sound like anything else on that album. The, mm. the rest of the album has more of a European flair. And, you mm. know, because he was inspired by those European sounds when he was making the movie. He went to the south of France to make the movie. Mm. But Kiss... It's so stripped down. It's got this guitar. It sounds like nothing else on the album. Mm. So there's some people who are like, yeah, I like the album, but Kiss doesn't feel right. No matter how, Kiss is a monster hit. It was a huge song. Everyone knows Kiss. Mm -hmm. But because it doesn't quite fit with the theme of the album, Mm -hmm. people feel like, you know, the album, it feels like it kind of takes away. Mm. And I I know know exactly what you're saying about New York Live. But much like with Kiss... I love Kiss, and I don't care that it's on Parade. I don't care that New York I Love You is in this season. Like, I, I understand the criticism, yeah. and I respect it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think this is such a good episode. Like, to me, if it's not a good episode, it's a bad look. But because it's a good episode, he mm-hmm. can get away with it, you know? Yeah. And it gave you an opportunity to see how these other people live their lives. And, yeah, it, it was essentially like a short story about about New Yorkers mm-hmm. in their in their lives. The problem about getting to see how other people live their lives is that I didn't we don't know these people. That's that's my issue with it. Like maybe you don't care about that. Like, oh okay, let's see these random I don't because lives. I care about good stories. Yeah, I mean you know? I do too. But <laughs> it's still like I still cared that it didn't have anything to do with Dev and I I was expecting for it to come to full come to full circle that somehow Somebody was going to like know Dev or something, and like there was going to be some connection. There wasn't. So well, I, I was, think so. I was let. I think I was really let down by that. Well, put it like this. So think maybe. of it like this: like the the show. You take, don't have to explain. No. no. See what you want to do now. No, 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 is no, no, you no, want no. to try to convince me? No, that's what you do. You're a lawyer. I get no. You're, you're doing that law stuff. Don't. You can't rook me. You can't. <laughs> I'm not going to rook you. I'm going to rook me. I may be a rookie, but you're not going to rook me. <laughs> well, not speaking to you, but let me speak to other folks who might have similar complaints. Feel free. <laughs> if you think about it, the show, the majority of the show takes place in New York. Yeah. Uh, on all the episodes, you know, between the both seasons. You know, only a couple took place out of New York. Like we went to Nashville in season one. Right. And he went to Italy in season two. Mm-hmm. And so you have to think about it. Like, it's also not only a relationship with 
you know, dating his friends and his parents is also a relationship with the city. The, 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 the show really shows a lot of the city. You know, there, yeah. there, there's blogs and articles about all the restaurants he goes to in every episode, mm-hmm. and they talk about all these episodes online all the time mm-hmm. in these restaurants. And think of it as, if, the, if you think of, the, of, the, of New York as a character in the show, then this is... A, a an episode about one of the characters like you just said you want to see more about about arno well how let's say new york is a character and he said i'm i'm highlighting new york I, i'm highlighting the diversity of new york and why he loves you know new york and showing the slice of life of people who don't usually get shown in television shows other than like you know like the doorman like the doorman is always someone like who talks to the detectives when they're investigating the murder <laughs> on law and order you mm-hmm, know it's like yeah, yeah mr jones yeah he was he was a mean man. So the fact that he dedicated an episode to, to those people, I really enjoyed that. So if there's others out there listening who may agree with you, you know, maybe they should consider, like, well, New York is a character, and, and he's highlighting a character in New York, and the diversity of it, you know? You usually don't see that. They're usually just, like, side bit players and, and all this kind of stuff. So here, to see a story that had a you know, deaf black woman in an interracial relationship, doorman in a, in a fancy building, and, like, you know, three African immigrants or four of them who, like, drove cabs mm-hmm. and worked at, like, a Lucky's Hamburger uh, restaurant, you know, meeting women leaving the club. Like, that's really interesting. And to me, to be quite honest, as someone, as you were with me, lived in New York for six years, I feel like, man, like, Aziz really makes, like, New York seem like a lot more fun than I had in New York. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. Because I watch these episodes, I'm like, man, I got, wow, like... He, New York seems like a cool place, you know, but in reality, I don't really enjoy it that much, but it just makes me feel like, oh, I missed a lot in New York, and he just really makes New York seem fun, so I'll just I'll just leave it at that. Okay. All right. All right. But you mentioned door number three, which is the next episode that you didn't like uh, uh, as no, much I either. I didn't, um, um, I didn't love this one either, like, I'm just going to recap for myself really quickly. The... Well, yeah, I mean, it's about Dev tells Chef Jeff that he kind of doesn't want to keep doing Clash of the Cupcakes because he want Chef Jeff says we want to give you a seven year contract and Dev is like oh, I don't know I want to do this for seven yeah, years. Yeah, okay, so this show, this er episode was just kind of yeah, it was just so so to me. Yeah, like, I agree. it wasn't yeah. like a the like the best. I mean, it was um a transitional, you know. Yeah, it was, it, was it was like a, it was like a he doesn't want to do this. Yeah, he doesn't want to do this show anymore. He want you know he comes up with this great idea, and and you know and Chef Jeff thought it was great and okay cool and then like this is when he finds out that Francesca is engaged. So that's it's a transitional thing. It's like some things have happened. Things are changing. Right. Oh, and so, also the side story about uh, you know his friend Brian. Oh, his friend Brian, and his, which was cute, his father. but still weird because it's like. Where where, the, where does this come from? <laughs> no, but, see, but here's the thing. Bro, look, Brian's a character on the show. But Gra- Brian's and, a character on the show, but they didn't even... Sh- they Like, this is the first time we've seen Brian. Yeah, this, this is the first season. time we've seen Brian this season. We do remember him from first season. Yes. yes, we did remember him, but it was just... It was just... Uh, like, I guess it's my thing. It's like, I'm, I'm... Maybe it's my brain. It's just very logical. I like order. So maybe that's just me. So I kind of like... You know, even in thinking about this New York, the, the last episode, the New York episode, as I'm like going back through the episode order, I'm kind of like, hmm, you know, the, the New York I Love You episode would have been nice to come when he left Italy. If that one came like right after and you did this kind of like, I love New York, he's going back to, he's back in New York and then you see, I would have, I don't know, it would have maybe made more sense. 
But anyway, uh, back to door number three. Like, yeah, the the story with his with friend Brian and Brian's dad was very interesting. I really enjoyed it. Again, it was so well written. So <laughs> it was so funny. Him and that dog, and <laughs> oh, and the woman who cooks this makes the soup. <laughs> he couldn't like, decide which, I mean, which woman decide. he wanted to be I with. I mean, hilarious. <laughs> I loved it. I love like the stories are all really great. It just. I just kept saying, "Where are we going with this?" That's how I think in my brain. You know Where what I think? I know, you know what I think? What what Aziz does when he makes this show? I think he, I think loosely he wants to tell the story of, of this character Dev and like mm-hmm. navigating life in his early thirties, you know, with friends, family, and, and mm-hmm. dating. I think loosely he wants to do that, but I think he's also mainly concerned with just telling interesting stories, yeah, regardless of you know, the the overall arc or narrative of, of the show mm-hmm. and then sticking those stories in where he thinks they'll fit. So basically, yeah. like, you know, he thinks, like, they probably came up with this idea for door number three and, you know, it's like, well, it doesn't really fit, but this is, like, a great idea for just a story in general. Mm-hmm. And like I said before about, you know, maybe it's a great short story mm-hmm. um, or short film, but it's like, you know what, I'm going to put in the show and then work it in where it's Brian and his dad. You I know? get it. Yeah. I mean, when you think of door number three, you're like, this is a third option. So in both the stories, Brian and his dad, he's like, do I keep dating this woman? Do I keep dating this n- woman? What's behind door number three? What's the other option? Same with Dev. Like, okay, I don't want to host this show, but I need this money. Like, what's behind door number three? What's my other option? So, I mean, I, I get the... I, get, right. I mean, I don't know. I'm making that up in my head. I don't know if that's his train of thought, but I get yeah, it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's, that's it. it. Yeah. If, if that's it, I, cool. I get it. So, okay, maybe I'm okay with this episode. If, if I put it... Yeah, but... but I, if I wrap my head around it that way. But yeah. I agree with you. I mean, it seems yeah. a little out of place. But like I said, I think he just wants to tell a good story. And then, like, they sure. kind of figure out a way to massage it in. Because, like, you know... Because, like I said, we haven't seen Brian. Like, maybe we haven't seen Brian mm-hmm. until this point. Because maybe they didn't have a story that they can use Brian for. You know, like I said, they're just probably just yeah. coming up with... Oh, I, I will... You know, people just decide they want to write... Um, movies like oh i mm-hmm. want to write a movie about this guy who does this or this woman who does this and then mm-hmm. they write a two-hour movie about it maybe they're doing the same thing like oh i want to write a story about a guy who can't decide which woman he wants to date mm-hmm. and then they they wrote it and it's like okay well how do we fit this into the show and then that's how they decided to do it so i think yeah. that's kind of what they're doing mm-hmm. and so they're kind of loosely following the, the the overall you know narrative arc yeah but they're really about telling like little 30 minute stories each time out mm-hmm. It's so funny, and then, like, you know, Brian's dad in the end, like, you know, he was trying to choose between both the women. He couldn't because of various qualities that he liked about both. One had a great dog he liked, the other one could cook really well. In the end, well, they decided, like, they're okay with him dating him, but then in the end, they break up with him. And so he gets a dog and names it Coco, which is hilarious. (laughs) Why is it hilarious? Because the woman's dog name was Coco. Coco Yes, and I just think that was just so funny. And Brian's like, all like, you named it Coco? Like, isn't that the other dog? Yeah, name another dog? And he's like, yeah. And then he's like, you know what? I, I think you can do that. Like, I know. And he's like, right. Coco? Yeah, he's probably not going to see the woman again anyway. Right, and it's like, like, who cares? <laughs> right. And that was so funny. So, so funny. All right. Um, the next episode. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, which is probably universally held by everyone, especially black folks. <laughs> yeah, black <laughs> and, folks seem to really like this episode. I wonder why. <laughs> uh, Thanksgiving episode mm-hmm. was about, uh, featured, you know, pretty much Denise mm-hmm. prominently. And it was about Denise having Thanksgiving, Denise and Dev. Every Thanksgiving, Dev 
ever since he was a kid, would go over to Denise's house <laughs> to have Thanksgiving dinner with her and her family, mm-hmm. Denise's mother, aunt, and grandmother. And the sh- this episode, they just show Thanksgiving throughout the years mm-hmm. and sh- in, in little short scenes. And you would see that, you know, uh, Denise, you know, becoming comfortable with her, like, sexuality and then, like, you know, not really telling her family about it and, like, and, and what happened when she finally told her mother, who was played by Angela Bassett and her mother's, uh, and her uh, aunt's played by um, Kim, Whitley. Kim Whitley. And, you know, it was really good, I guess, you know, having her, Denise, having expressed to her mother, uh, like, hey, you know, I like women, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a lesbian, and then her mother dealing with that and her mother being upset, you know, saying, like, she doesn't want her... Doesn't, doesn't want Denise's life to be any harder than it already is being a black woman, mm-hmm. and you know just each you know each time they show the, a new Thanksgiving scene, you know how the, the dynamic changed and how they felt and like how they treated her to eventually like in the last Thanksgiving scene that takes place in 2017, you know mm-hmm. you know her mother kind of comes to like an understanding with with Denise's like you know sexuality and her relationship and they kind of like heal the wounds, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And it was really good. I mean, it was a really good episode. Lena Waithe, you know, corroded with disease. And mm-hmm. and I mean, it, was, it was funny. I mean, it was like yeah. you got Angela Bassett up in this piece. Which like, is amazing. Which is amazing. It got Angela Bassett. And, and I read an interview. Lena Waithe said, like, you know, I think she mentioned she wanted somebody like Angela Bassett, and then Aziz was like, "Okay, you know, let me see what I can do." And she's like, "You're not getting Angela Bassett, right. you know, for this show." <laughs> she's like, "I had Cheryl Lee Ralph on stand on speed dial, you know, mm-hmm. like Cheryl Lee Ralph was like her choice of like she gonna get Angela Bassett." Mm-hmm. And she said, like a couple of days later, Aziz was like, "Okay, it's looking good. I think we're gonna get Angela Bassett." And then they eventually got Angela Bassett for That's this so role. Crazy, it's just amazing because Angela Bassett was so good. Yeah, of course, it's as amazing. usual. Yeah, and this is like the type of episode where. She like Angela Bassett just might win an Emmy for it. Like as far as like a guest starring mm-hmm. Emmy, um, and that's another thing I want to say about the show. This show was so good. Like I don't know which episodes they would submit for Emmy nomination yeah. or consideration because uh, shows submit like various episodes throughout. You know, for different categories. Like oh, we're going to submit this for best writing or best directing or whatever. Right. But so many episodes are so good in my opinion. It's mm-hmm. like. That, what are, which ones are they going to choose? I mean, that Thanksgiving would definitely go in there. Yeah. But then it's like, you know, it would have to go for writing and go for Angela Bassett, but mm-hmm. it won't go for like, you know, Aziz really wasn't in it that much, so he can't go like best lead actor. Yeah. And, but that's how the show is. There's just so many different options. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I love the Thanksgiving episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, this was um, a great episode. Obviously, very well written and well acted. You know, it's just really... This was one of those episodes that this is the type of TV I enjoy where the acting is so effortless. It seems so real. The conversations, you know, obviously it's part of the writing. The conversations just seem so real. You know, I I love watching TV shows that really just make you like they suck you in because they feel like conversations that you would legit have with your friends or your family. Yeah. And this episode just you know, just nailed it on all accounts. And, you know, Angela Bassett was obviously, I mean, amazing. Kim Whitley is hilarious. The grandma, I forget her name. I've seen her in something. Mm -hmm. Uh, I can't remember. But, like, you know, everybody just did, you know, just so well in um, in this episode. And it just, it was just, again, you know, like I said, like so many of these episodes always have something that was truly, relatable like i think it's truly relatable to to people so yeah i thought it was 
yeah, great episode. Like probably yeah, like one of the top episodes in this in the in the season. Yeah, it was really good. Like it was also like one of those like time capsule episodes because they went through time starting like in mm-hmm. what ninety five or 95, something like that. Yeah. That you get to like go and see like you know, stuff in the past, like, because Denise was, like, obsessed with, like, Jasmine Guy, so mm-hmm. she had, like, all these, like, Jasmine Guy posters on mm-hmm. the wall, she had, like, a Jennifer Aniston poster, yeah. they were, like, they were watching the D'Angelo's, like, brown sugar video, <laughs> and then, like, you know, Dev singing that little Dev, yeah, the little Dev was, like, singing and dancing yeah. the brown sugar, but then, like, you know, Denise's mother thought that, like, you know, Denise was, like, looking at, like, D'Angelo, but she was actually checking out the women in the video. And then it's funny because, like, one of the early scenes, like, the 95 Thanksgiving scene, they were talking about OJ, mm-hmm, right. the OJ case, and they were saying, like, you know, if that you know, if that woman was white, you know, we wouldn't even be having this conversation about OJ because then the world wouldn't have cared that he killed... Oh, black, a, if she was black. If she yeah. was black and not a white woman, mm-hmm. they wouldn't have cared he killed a black woman. And then fast forward to 2017, they're having a similar conversation, but except it's about Sandra Bland. It's mm-hmm. like, if Sandra Bland had been, white. had been white, you know, this wouldn't have happened. Been, she wouldn't have yeah. died in jail. And, you know, it was like little things like that that's like made you think like, mm-hmm. wow, like we really haven't gone far at all yeah, right. <laughs> in, in time. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, that was really good. Like it had some social conscious, um, you know, part of uh, aspect to it as well. Mm-hmm. Right. Um. So, what well, next episode? I don't even know how to pronounce this, but it's episode nine, a Marcy Unpo. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is the episode where we pick up the thread of uh, Francesca again. She right. comes back to visit Dev again. This time for a month, because mm-hmm. uh, Pino is like going off doing some business things, so she's with him, and they spend a lot of time together. And you could see the chemistry, like, getting more and more, mm-hmm. uh, you know, palpable between the two of them. And then right. Francesca has a fight with Pino mm-hmm. um, because, you know, she says she might not want to leave New York, but she won't explain why because it's obviously like she's going feeling mm-hmm. for Dev. And and then finally, like, at, they're at a party and Dev, like, basically confesses that he's, like, in love with her. Mm-hmm. And she says, well... You know, she's kind of like, well, I'm in love with you too, but I can't do anything about it. I'm engaged to marry. Right. My grandmother's back in Italy. My friends are in Italy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she kind of admits that, like, you know, this is what you do. They've been She's been dating, like, Pino for, like, 10 years. Like, she's right. been dating him since, Which was like, so surprising. <laughs> right. Since like, she oh was, God. like, you know, like, in, in high school or whenever. You right. know, like, college age. That's all she knew. And mm-hmm. it's like, she's kind of in that role where, you know, well, this is what you do. You know, you mm-hmm. go 10 years... With someone, and what's the next logical step? Well, just get married. Right. Even though she, like, her heart wasn't in it, her passion wasn't in it, but she just said, "Well, this is what you do." Mm-hmm. So that's what that episode's about. Yeah. So another good, you know, very well written episode. I'm just gonna keep saying that about every episode, but it was um, really well um, acted. Very. I was very into this episode. I thought it was. Um, this could be one that they submit for writing. Yeah, it was sure. really good. I mean, the, mm-hmm. the conversations between him and French, uh, Dev and Francesca mm-hmm. and how they feel about each other. I mean, I can tell you that is like, that's real. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is like, that happens in real life. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, variations. Maybe it's happened in my life, your life. Uh, it's very relatable to people. And it's like, man, like, you know, it's kind of unfair of him Mm-hmm. to ask her to like abandon her life yeah but on the other hand like if she 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 has to admit there's something there and it's right. not like she has something going on like mm-hmm. you know because pino's going around doing all these business deals and doing whatever and she's like she's got the time to hang out with deb because mm-hmm. obviously she doesn't have like her own yeah. things you know right. when she's with pino right and she has so much fun with dev 
Right. It makes me wonder too, like, you know, what would, you know, it's like she just, they don't really talk about like what she does. Like, you know, she works, she, I guess she's just at that shop making pasta um, with, that is her grandmother. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of like all she does. It doesn't seem like she has much else going on, you know? So it makes me wonder like, you know, is she really in love with Dev? Is she really want to be with him? Or is she kind of like, you know, in that kind of mindset where it's it's exciting and it's different and it's new, you know, is she just in a rut with Pino, you know, which may be very likely <laughs> because she's been with him for so long and it's, you know, it's, you know, obviously something where it seems like she's very comfortable and he's very comfortable and that's, yeah, you, you know, just hear that comfortable space. Yeah. That space where there isn't anything. There doesn't seem like he's not trying to do anything to make their relationship exciting. But then on the other hand, she isn't either. You know, it's kind of like this could be a situation of, oh, the grass is greener, looks on greener a, right, on, on, the side, on the side. But is it really going to be? So I, I hope Dev doesn't get into what well, we can kind of flow into the next um, episode. episode. But like, I hope this doesn't you know, become another Rachel situation. Well, before yeah. we go there, uh, can I mention that, is this when we first find out, like, maybe they mentioned it before, but, like, Arnold was a DJ? Like, this episode, like... I don't remember Because he was DJing this party. Right. And I'm like, wait a minute, Arnold was DJing? <laughs> that was so random. So random. I don't <laughs> remember DJing. him in the first season DJing. Right. And then yeah. he said, like, Oh yeah, well, this is the premix I made anyway. I'm not even DJing. Like, I know he like doesn't even have to plug in. His <laughs> headphones aren't even plugged in. Like whatever. That was just so funny. Like the, yeah. this this random thing, like Arnold being a DJ. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. So you're saying you're going into the next episode, Buona Not, Buona Buona Notte, <laughs> which is what Good Night yeah. in in Italian, and that's Good Evening, and this is like the last episode of the season, and mm-hmm. and this is where like. You know, Dev, you know, finds out from, like, a makeup artist that worked on his show, who moved on to another show, mm-hmm. that um, Chef Jeff, like, sexually harassed her. And then, then Dev heard some rumors from uh, from another one of his friends that yeah, Chef Jeff was, like, a serial harasser. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Dev is, like, concerned about that. Uh, and while him and Chef Jeff are going on a talk show to promote, you know, their new show, BFFs, with Best Food Friends, that <laughs> him and, and Chef Jeff came up with... Um, you know, Raven Simone is the host of this new show. And Raven it, Live. It's called Raven Live. <laughs> and it's funny because, like, as they're taping the show, news breaks across the internet that, like, you know, dozens of women have come come forward, come forward to accuse Chef Jeff of, like, inappropriate behavior mm-hmm. sexually or whatever. So Raven, like, confronts, like, Chef Jeff on, <laughs> on air about it. And he gets mad and storms off the set. And then, like, Dev is left in an awkward position of having to defend him. And it was really, yeah. like, funny, like, how that just went down. and Like, it was, like, CNN breaking news. Right. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> and it was funny because, like, you had, at least I had this, like, thought of Chef Jeff. And then it was, purposely, they kind of played it, like, just Chef Jeff guy, he's kind of shady because he always like you know he was mm-hmm. very you know gregarious and, and seemed mm-hmm. abrasive at loud times, loud. And, you know, it's Bobby Cannavale, so he's mm-hmm. like loud, you know, being loud Italian guy. Mm-hmm. And you're thinking, oh man, this guy's a jerk. But each time you would think he was a jerk and he would do, he's going to do something mean or mm-hmm. be frightful. He would he would pull back and be like, oh, that's like really nice, you know. Yeah, like, exactly. when he was yeah. giving advice to Dev about like Francesca when right. he was like 
you know, we said, Dev, like, I like that you came in here and then you, you didn't, you know, you said you didn't want to do the show for seven years. Mm-hmm. And he liked Dev's idea of like wanting to do a new show together with the two of them. And it's like, oh, okay, <laughs> Chef Jeff's not that bad. Until it comes out that like, okay, actually He's he like, was a serial, serial yeah. harasser. But then you're not that surprised because there were moments where, you know, he had said earlier in the season, like, you know, he was looking at Lisa, like, ooh, who is that? Right. She's fine. And then like, you know, he even, didn't he even make a... Something say something about Francesca when they came to the party, you know, the first yeah. night she, yeah, he like you know, he her. said something, you know, like oh, you know, whatever, but but, but you don't know because, he, because that's I think and that's a good way of putting like in real life, like people make those kinds of t- comments all, all the, the time, time and you right. don't know. It's like Trump and his like locker room talk from right. the Access Hollywood bus. It's kind of like, well, do, are you are you saying this just as a joke? Is like haha, or mm. is this like you're really like this type of you're, person? You're a creep, right? And, and you can't and you can't really tell. And right. I, I think that was intentional in the show, like you couldn't really tell if he right. was like. Well, that's just the way guys talk, or if he was an actual like a serial harasser, and it turns out that he was like right. this, this, like you know, freaking uh, Bill O'Reilly sexual harasser, <laughs> right. you know, uh, Bill Cosby type character, right? Well, one thing I want to say also is like about like Raven Simone, like one thing that we, you know, watching her on Blackish recently, the last couple of years, and mm-hmm. this reminds me like she's still a really good actress. Like mm-hmm. she's still crazy on that new black stuff, and I'm mm-hmm. I'm from every continent in Af- Africa, yeah, and, and I all don't that nonsense. Be like you know, I yeah. want to have a. I just want to be an American or whatever. Right, whatever crazy new black yeah. stuff philosophy she adheres to and all that stuff. Despite all that, she is still a good actress. Yeah, you know. Good. And every time I see her in something, I'm like, man, she's still really good. Mm-hmm. You know? So yeah. it's kind of funny. Like she's kind of off in like some of her worldviews, but yeah. the, the woman can act. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. But um but back to the the show. Basically, I mean, it the show this episode ends up with Dev and, and, mm-hmm. and Francesca eventually getting together like Francesca tells Pino that she doesn't want to go back to Italy mm-hmm. and the last scene of the show the last shot of the show is her laying in bed with death mm-hmm. um and apparently she was not wearing her wedding ring that's what I hear yeah. <laughs> or so I read in my notes right <laughs> that she's not wearing her wedding her engagement ring right I didn't so, catch that so that and that's how the show ends, and, and just like that. So he's like, "Hmm, okay, now what? Like, now what? Yeah. So now that's going to be the next season. We see what what happens with them. So, yeah. And I, like I was saying, I was like, I hope this doesn't end up being another Rachel situation. You know, where it seems like it's all good, but then they get together. You know, and then it ends up not being great. So. Yeah, we'll I mean it's like, and you know, especially the way they got together, this, and I'm rooting for them because like they they had good chemistry. They were joking around, like she got his humor, mm-hmm. like she played a you know she played joking with him around. as far as joking around, like mm-hmm. you know they were you know act a fool in public, mm-hmm. and you know I, I felt they were, they were good for each other. So mm-hmm. if there's a season three of the show and it comes out that like oh they're like no longer together, like I'm gonna be like okay that sucks, yeah. you know. But um yeah I really didn't enjoy like seeing them in their relationship and mm-hmm. I mean it it doesn't make up for him like losing out on Sarah though because who knows how that relationship could have yeah. gone they had great chemistry in the first episode right. and and then he missed out on her you know but mm-hmm. knowing this show because you know at the end of this episode uh some point during this episode he runs into Rachel mm-hmm. on the street and uh, you know, it's, just, you know, oh, it's yeah, an awkward exchange with him and Rachel, his ex. Like next year, he might run into Sarah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, oh my goodness, Sarah! And then she, you know, he probably has to explain to her how his phone was stolen, and she's not going to believe him. So, mm-hmm. so, who knows what the future holds for the show? Yes, we will see. Yeah, but anyway, I, I mean, just to recap, like, I mean, I thought it was 
excellent television. I mean, it's a really mm-hmm. good show. It gives you a feel for what it is living in New York. It's really like a great so-called romantic comedy. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I enjoyed this season a lot more than I enjoyed season one. And I really liked season one. But mm-hmm. this season was like th- like that much better. I mean, the fact yeah. that like half of black Hollywood was up in this show. Yeah. I mean, it had so many black folks. I mean, yeah. it was so diverse in that sense. Yeah, it was sense. very diverse. And someone, I read a comment on Twitter, like even the background characters were, you know, very diverse, eth- ethnically diverse. Um, which, you know, you don't even see that, you know, on a lot of shows. Like, you know, there aren't even uh, people of color in the background. <laughs> but, you know, he had lots of people of color. Um, and obviously that's easy to do shooting in New York. Um, but, yeah, this was really cool. Um, I thought that um, – where was my notes? I Yeah, I just thought, like, um, overall it was um, really good. Uh, my only con is there's sometimes, like – like the acting is really good but then sometimes the acting is I don't know how to say it like I had first written down that it felt a little like forced at sometimes but not forced but um I don't know possibly like awkward a little bit and I don't even know if that's like the word I want to use but yeah it's kind of hard I I can't think of the word I want to use but sometimes like the 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 acting is a little off in some some circumstances. Well, can but, you elaborate on on who you're talking about and in what sense? I can't because it just no, I really can't because I can't think of a specific moment like where it's awkward. I mean, maybe I guess I'm thinking in most cases it's disease sometimes like and I don't know if it's done purposely, you know what I'm saying? Cuz he's trying to be silly or goofy or you know just being, you know, comedian um but I don't know. Sometimes when he talks in uh, serious situations with people, like I don't know, like it it doesn't always come off like great, serious, earnest. Like y- y- exact earnest. That's a good word. Like yeah, because I always feel like he's being sarcastic. Like I always feel like there's a like I a joke. I, like he's trying to like. I think that's the character. I mean, I think that's if that's. that's I mean, if that's purposely, then it's yeah, great. I think that's the character. <laughs> like this character is someone, and we know people like that. Like who kind of. You know, if you're having conversations with them and they have the inability to kind of take everything seriously, so they mm-hmm. kind of like have this undercurrent of like, you know, making a joke or saying stuff like you said sarcastically yeah. or things like that. So I mean, there's 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 people like that in life, you mm-hmm. know, and then he's, yeah. he could just be one of those people who does that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You the know, other, the other than that, um, the other like slight con I had was just not seeing a lot of Denise this season and Arnold for that matter um, because I like both of them I like their friendship the three of them that they have and I like when they're together and it's really funny and mm-hmm. Denise just says the most hilarious things to me like she's just always kind of like man you know just like just her personality is just really cool so mm-hmm. I, yeah I wish it was and see when I was thinking about earlier those two episodes that I didn't really um, like in the sense of them being in the season like the New York episode and um door number three you know I was just kind of like and with door number three it really was like brian's dad's story um as part of that episode but like you know i was like man it would have been nice to you know like why are these episodes or why the yeah why are these episodes here when you know we didn't even get to see a lot of denise or really you know we got to see arnold a little bit more than denise but you know I, like i just wondered the choice you know like the reasons why yeah, so no, it kind I, of it sucks because I I mean I like both of those characters and I just it would have been nice to 
see them <laughs> more. Yeah, no, so, I understand completely. Like I said, I think it's probably like he's not he's not taking this as the taking the 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 typical sitcom approach where yeah. you know if sitcom the has same, four four characters and, and we're gonna in every, and every episode we're yeah. gonna write stories that involve these four characters. Mm-hmm. I think it's just like he has an overall story he wants to tell about Dev and dating life and all that, but he also has just these individual stories where if there's a if there's room in there to fit in one of the one of his friends, mm-hmm. then he'll fit them in. But otherwise he just wants to tell this story. Mm-hmm. He's not taking the traditional, you know, sitcom route, which is mm-hmm. which is kind of refreshing. I like that. Did he talk about that in the Bill Simmons podcast? Did he talk about like some of the episodes, like why he chose to do like the you know like the Denise episode or you know like no he I didn't don't really no I don't think he did talk more in depth about that. Yeah, I wonder if there's any other interviews with him where people ask him like why did you choose to tell like Denise's story as opposed to like what give us background about Arnold or no. you know, something like that. But anyway, um, yeah, overall this was awesome, great. Um, great season. Good, and uh, highly recommended to other folks. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. so assuming everybody is listening to this has seen it, you should recommend it to your friends because it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. It's a great show. Mm-hmm. Uh, we highly recommend it. And um, yeah, I guess that's that's it for now. Yep. Thanks everyone for listening. Thank you. And we'll talk to you next time. Bye.